kids first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Ethan Person, from the Sunshine State of Florida. And today we'll be talking with actor Gordon Landon from The Secrets of Sulphur Springs and reviewing The Marksman, The Blizzard of Souls, WandaVision, Hunger Ward, and Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2. But first, we'll be interviewing Benjamin about The Marksman. Hi, Benjamin. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. So let's get into this topic. So what's this movie about? This movie stars Liam Neeson as a retiree. He was a veteran in the Vietnam War. Uh, his wife is dead. Unsurprisingly, if you've watched other Liam Neeson uh, joints, and his ranch is being taken away by the bank, which is also also a con. Sorry, that's beside the point. Anyway, his ranch is being taken away, and he his he has a ranch on the border to Mexico, and there is a child and his mother who are running away from an unnamed drug cartel who their uncle uh, wronged and they're fleeing them and they get through the border and Liam Neeson says he's going to call the patrol but then suddenly he has a fit of kindness and he takes out about five members of the cartel and the mother is shot and he makes promise to take the son to their family in Chicago and it goes from there and as you know uh, Liam Neeson is quite persistent, and when he says he will do something, he will probably do it. Wow, that was interesting. It's like, I kind of <laughs> like those movies, you know, where it's like so many different things going on at once, and then it shows like those different characters and then what they're going through. I just think those movies are like really interesting and fun to watch. So mm-hmm. for this movie, do you need to, like like you were mentioning, do you need to um watch any other movies for this one, or is it like separate by itself? I mean, it's not like the MCU or anything. It's not like you need to see the Marksman prequel to understand where the Marksman character is going. I think I'm pretty sure it's entirely removed, but I think you'll. I didn't love the movie, and I think the people who are really going to like it will probably be people who are like diehard Neeson fans who've seen all the Taken movies and the Commuter and Unknown and nonstop. The list goes on. So, as you were mentioning, um, you didn't like it that much but you still loved it so do you think what do you think they could have did better in this film um i didn't i didn't really love it even to be honest with you ethan uh i thought there was a lot they could have done better i really like liam neeson in the movie i think he's giving a genuinely pretty interesting performance and i think he's easy to root for as like an action hero because that's not where he started uh and just is sort of grown into it over time but i all i thought i just thought it was predictable and listen Action movies can be predictable. They're kind of, they can withstand that if they have good action. This movie has two action sequences. It has one, the shootout that sends the whole movie in motion, and then one at the end. It is an hour and 40 minute movie with two action sequences. I, uh, I mean, not every movie needs to be chock full of action sequences. There's a balance. But if I go to a movie called The Marksman, he's, he's, his, that's his whole thing. He's supposed to mark people up. And, and we really only see that once. 
So, I mean, I think that's the movie's central problem is, and even with the time it spends with the characters on the road going to Chicago, I didn't feel like I learned that much about either of them. And all and the, the chemistry between Liam Neeson and the kid, they're both perfectly solid actors in the movie. I just, I didn't feel a spark. It's a movie that really is trying to be human and different from Taken, but it just settles into that same hum. Um, so, yeah. That was a lot of powerful words in one, like, one huge thing. Dang. <laughs> So it's not awful. You, it's not awful. <laughs> I, it's like so many mixed emotions. It's kind of like a mixed movie. It's like half and half. It, it's That's really, about right. It's like, it's like, it's like there's some action movies like that could either really have like a lot of action or some that could need more action than they're actually trying to have. So I, I see your point there. Um, I would actually, I would, I would love to see this movie and see everything you're talking about. So what do you think is the moral of this movie? If you're old and sad, take it out on the drug cartel. No, I mean, is there a moral? <laughs> I guess it's just be. Ah, uh, this is this is stumping me, Ethan. You've asked a very difficult question here. Uh, I think it's just kind of. I appreciated how kind the character was in a weird way, but I think it's just sort of. It reminded me a little bit of a western, where it's kind of about a noble person uh, who kind of follows their own code, learning to just be a genuinely good person. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite scenes in this movie? Yeah. When he actually did things and like shot people. I'm sorry. That makes me sound uh, violent, um, but it's satisfying. He flips a car when he's doing stuff. It's great. It's great. If you want, if you want, just want to watch the last 20 minutes of the movie, I think, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch the whole thing. It definitely helps build the anticipation. But if you're going into this looking for a shoot 'em up action movie nonstop, and, and there are lots of those. There are lots of, you got, that's the thing that bothers me. There's so many good action movies out there. There's John Wick, there's Extraction, there's Old Guard. These are movies that'll give you thrills minute per minute. But if you like Liam Neeson, if you like seeing him flip things, I think it's probably worth it for you. And that was my favorite scene in the movie. I'm sorry. This is one big jumble, but I have a lot to say. Sorry. All right. So I've heard a lot of um, very terrifying things in this movie. So um, I'm assuming this isn't for kids. So what would be your age like recommendation? No. They kill a dog, Ethan. <laughs> they introduce a dog. All he is is his friend, is his dog, and then they shoot him. And I wanted to walk out of the room. I'm going to give so it an would... age rating of t- 14 to 18 because they killed a dog, Ethan, and that's not okay. <laughs> and what would you recommend, like, your star rating? I'm going to give it two out of five. I made it sound a lot worse than it is. It's perfectly fine, really. I just wish there was more action. I like what Liam Neeson is doing. And that's why I expect more from him, Liam. Liam, you are a good actor. You are you are lovely. People will watch you in anything. That's awesome. But well, please, give the people more. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about the secrets of Sulphur Springs and reviewing The Marksman, The Blizzard of Souls, WandaVision, Hunger Ward, and Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2. 
We just finished Benjamin's review of The Marksman, and next we're switching over to chat with Ishan on The Blizzard of Souls. So first off, Ishan, how are you doing today? Doing well, Ethan. How are you? I'm good. So judging by the title, The Blizzard of Souls, this sounds like kind of like a fictional movie. So can you give us a little intel about what this movie's about? So it's super unique, first of all, because you don't often see a Latvian movie in um in, in American uh, film reviews. So this is yeah. the, the, the Oscar submission from Latvia, and it's based off of, well, tr- it's taken inspiration from True Events and a novel by a guy, his name is Alexander Grins. He actually fought in the First World War and was kind of chronicling his experience, I guess, but in a you know, definitely fictionalized way. And so from those two inspiration sources, Blizzard of Souls was created, and it basically follows a boy named Artur Zvanox. He lives in Russian-controlled Latvia around the 1910s. And uh, his father was a highly decorated commander in the Latvian army. His brother is super into the military as well. But Artur is not exactly a confrontational guy. But when his mother is killed by the Germans, the, the Nazis, Artur, his brother, and his father all conscript in the National Latvian Rifleman Battalion. I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure, in the uh, Imperial Russian army against the Germans to get revenge and find glory. And this movie just follows that entire process. He goes into war, experiences love and loss. It, it's truly, I mean, it has a lot of echoes of 1917. It's definitely a more real feeling 1917. So, yeah. Yeah, I really love those documentaries that would kind of like show our history. And I just think those are like really heartwarming. And it's kind of like tragic to see the history of our world like slowly generate, but... It's like, it kind of like crumbles at some years, like 2020 has been a tough year. So this is kind oh, yeah. of like, yeah, these documentaries are just really good. It's like, it really captures, I don't know how to say it. It's just like really heartwarming. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Actually, this film, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a documentary in the sense that it is, of course, fiction, but it has elements from real things. And it, it incorporates World War One and also, you know, the, the Latvian War of Independence. So yeah, I guess it's somewhere in between, um... Uh, it's like a historical fiction, I guess, if you could say that as a as a genre of movie. So um, how do you think the acting in this film was done? Because you were saying it's more of like a realistic film. So do you think like they kind of did good showing how it was back then with like the, um, I don't know how to say, like the camera was, did it make it look like it was back then? Uh, no, well, the, the, the sort of film style was is, is modern, but I will say that, you know, the, what at least... We in America and in the in the conventional West, what we consider to be, I guess the um, the Eastern European, not exactly Eastern European, but the Russian mentality. Even though Latvia is a Baltic country, they were a part of the Russian uh, empire. Uh, empire, I think. Yeah, the, the, they were <laughs> under the Tsar of Russia, and so they're they're sort of the way they carry themselves is very different from how. Uh, Americans carry themselves it was it's more stoic it's more you kind of you know don't really emote that much um but they really all the actors in the film really did a great job portraying military culture both back then back then and now I think there's a lot of similarities um they did a really really wonderful job executing the entire thing I can see why this was why this broke uh the Latvian box office and why this was their submission to the Oscars yeah I would really love to see this because like when I would learn it's more like because I'm in school, so I would learn more, like, um, Egyptian kind of things. I wouldn't really learn more about, like, our World War One history and stuff. So this would be really interesting to kind of see how this all unfolded or how it was to be in that war. Because I kind of like those, those movies that just show those past events and then show how it kind of was when those events happened. 
So I totally. think this would be really yeah. interesting to watch, like yeah, showing the life of yeah. someone who was back then. Yeah, absolutely. I think something also that's interesting is, you know, uh, it, again, in the US, we learn from the American perspective, we learn like, oh, this happened on, you know, the American side, we don't necessarily go into, oh, and you know, there's a country called Latvia, and they fought the Latvian War of Independence. And here's all the battles. And you know, and then, you know, on their side, when they were fighting on the Eastern Front, these are all the things that happened, you know, we don't go into as much depth about other countries as we do about the conflicts that directly concern the US. So that was one thing that kind of played into when I was watching the film, my perception of it. I mean, again, I, I'm a history buff. I like, I like history, I like <laughs> history, all those things. But it was, it was still, it was kind of hard for me to follow. I mean, I got the last battle, the final, the, the final battle that Artur was a part of, but everything else kind of blended together. So I would have loved if they had a few more markers. Yeah, I'm also a, a big history nerd. So I'm kind of, <laughs> I would love to see this movie. <laughs> Absolutely. So sadly, our time's ending. So I have two last questions. What is your age recommendation and star rating for this film? All right. So uh, I'd say Blizzard of Souls deserves a five out of five stars. And I definitely recommend it for ages 14 to 18, just given the nature of, well, the trench warfare is more of a very, it's a very, what we'd call a bro-y culture, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, there's some of those <laughs> elements, like of the, the very, um, there's some profanity, things like that. Um, and, you know, of course, there's blood and gore. It's a war movie. So kind of entails that. Um, so, yeah, 14 to 18, five stars. So thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I would really I really want to see this movie because I'm a big history nerd. I love all of those things back then. Like, I love just going through all of those. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Flugel Season 1. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Flugel Season 1. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens, tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. 
every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the Marksman and the Blizzard of Souls, and next up, we'll be talking to Heather about WandaVision. Hi, Heather. How are you doing? Hey, Ethan. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I can't wait to see this show. So can you give us a little intel about what this is about? Well, WandaVision is about Wanda, who is the Scarlet Witch, played by Elizabeth Olsen, and Vision, played by Paul Bettany. And they're they're in this world that Wanda's created where it's like every episode is a different style of sitcom. Like episode one is sort of like the Dick Van Dyke show and... Episode three is like um, the Brady Bunch, but you you see like this world that she's created, how it starts to glitch and there's like problems and people are trying to infiltrate her world, trying to like break it out. And and we see little hints and things that it isn't really the perfect world as we see in like the infomercials as a Stark Industries and then with the, with the little toaster and then how... Uh, the watch is from Hydra. So we see like that she's she's sort of thinking back on all the Marvel movies that we've seen and how it sort of has to do with this show. That's really interesting because it's kind of like like her memory going back to everything we've seen so far. That's like it's like I'm kind of starting to understand this a little bit. So I really like those action and like those special scenes because I know she's one of the powerful people here. She's really powerful if she was to unlock her full ability. So do you think they really showed how powerful she was in the show? Well, uh, yes, I, I do think so. I mean, I we never knew that she could change reality. In the comic books, it is addressed that she can open up the multiverse, which is super important because due to WandaVision, she opens up the multiverse, which then opens up Spider-Man 3 and um, Doctor Strange, which Strange has to close up the multiverse because she's opened it. So we see how she can manipulate minds and stuff. And and it's so crazy because when something happens, she can just revert it. And we go back to like the perfect world that she wants. And when she doesn't like something, she'll just revert time. And she can just <laughs> pretend like everything's okay and everything's fine. But it... it it's she has so much power to be able to open up the multiverse by herself (laughs) that would be so crazy just to have like a world like whatever you want in it like I could just have a whole world of xbox that'd be just crazy (laughs) that would be so cool to have her powers (laughs) right (laughs) so do you think the special effects like looked real in this film because I know in the other movies the her her powers just look so cool 
So do you think they really, like, showed it here? Also, like, how they showed it in the movies? No, it's actually really different, but it makes sense because in the 50s, there were a lot of little sparkles and cutesy things. So when when Vision changes his face, there's like little stars and she'll just snap and things will happen. And then the special effects is used like for what it would have been in that time, like the Brady Bunches, like in the 70s. So when the when the story comes out, it's sort of like, like, how would it look like in the 70s? And when um, she starts cooking the lobster in episode one, how would how would they have done it in the 50s oh they open up the cabinet so it's not obviously to the marvel level but it has it makes sense it's not like they just did it in a cheap way they did it that it makes sense and it works and you can see that like like if you pay attention it's like all these different things you're like okay i i, I know why that happened yeah. oh okay so they really like tried capturing the time it was in okay so yeah. Out of all of this, this sounds really interesting and, like, enjoyable to watch. So what's your favorite part? Oh, um, hmm. I, I love episode three when she has the twins. I, I think it's such a, such a cute little thing about seeing her finally become a mom. I mean, she's gone through so much pain and suffering with her brother. And then Endgame, well, Infinity War ends with her losing vision and they had they had been a couple for such a long time. So I, I feel like this was something that she just needed. She needed to be a mom. And then also the twins end up being a part of the Young Avengers, which is such an important part because I guess this is where Marvel Phase 5 will sort of come into where we lead with this brand new group of superheroes, which they end up being a part of. So I think, I think it really ties into what would be phase five in the comic books, but also just a sweet thing for Wanda to have of, I can be a mother and I can be good at that. So that brings me into my next question. Cause you were kind of answering half of it. So does the, do you need to watch the rest of the Marvel movies to understand this? Because I don't know if some people know who Scarlet Witch is. It's it's sort of a yes and no question. I mean, I think I think you need to watch all the movies, especially Age of Ultron, which she comes in and and all these things happen with her brother. I I, I sort of feel like you should watch from Age of Ultron, which she's in Civil War and all, and all the movies that she's been in to sort of understand the gravity of the situation, why Stark, why there's an infomercial of Stark Industries and why there's an infomercial of Hydra and how bizarre it is that this that vision is alive when that's not what happened in infinity war so i think i think there's selective projects that you need to see to be able to understand for now <laughs> yeah because when i first saw scarlet i was so confused and then they made this wandavision so i i honestly in my opinion i think they might have to watch those like movies where scarlet which came from to understand and uh i think we can all say we miss quicksilver <laughs> Yes, which the, <laughs> I played the Lego game and the way he died was to an ice cream truck. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It just fell on him and that was his his ending. Oh my god. No, but um there's actually this thing that happens that when you Google um WandaVision, you see the cast and Quicksilver apparently was cast, but it's not um Aaron Taylor Johnson. So Aw. <laughs> But he's in it, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Okay. So, what is your star rating and age recommendation? 
I give it five out of five stars. Definitely. I mean, I think it's such a, it's such an awesome project and it's so weird, but it, it makes sense obviously. And, and I love Marvel and I love Scarlet Witch. So I think she's a queen and I give it, I recommend it for ages 12 to 18 plus adults. Anyone that's a Marvel fan that can understand where she's coming from and anyone who has like background knowledge of her and her comic books. Well, I will try to watch this because this sounds interesting. And like I always say, I'm a nerd in mostly everything. So Marvel's definitely on my list. I just don't like reading. That's the only thing I don't like. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about the secrets of Silver Springs and reviewing The Marksman, The Blizzard of Souls, WandaVision, Hunger Ward, and Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2. We just finished talking to Heather about WandaVision, and next we'll be switching over to talk to Aaron on Hunger Ward. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing today? I'm good, Ethan. How are you? I'm good. So um, let's talk about this documentary. Um, I just wanted to know what it's about because I really like documentaries. I've been saying it a lot. I just love them. So can we hear what this one's about? Yeah, so Hunger Ward follows a doctor and a nurse in Yemen where there's currently a civil war. Um, and because of an, embar- an embargo placed on the country by its neighboring nations, they have no access to medicine or food or any other really necessities that they need. Um, so it follows these two nurses in their hunger wards, uh, their local hospitals that are taking care of the daily struggles of malnutrition and children. Oh, that's kind of like heartwarming. It's like those tragic documentaries that really like draw people in. I just love those, honestly. So yeah, it's definitely uh, not the most positive, but it it, it has a an uplifting message when you see the work they're doing. What is what is the positive part that you were mentioning? Uh, I think it's positive in the way that it's it's showing what they're doing and um, the aid that these charities are providing to help these children and help their families and. Um, see what they can do to to help save these kids and make sure they're okay. Do you think they really did like a good job persuading in a documentary? Like, did they show any clips like from back then or how did they, how did they kind of make this? Yeah, so um, Sky Fitzgerald, who is the director and the director of photography, who is Jeffrey Dale, actually went to Yemen and they were, they were in the nation and they followed around these two nurses. So having that personal connection and uh, where you're following their daily tribulations really helps to, to bring you into the story. Oh, so they, they kind of um, had help from two nurses that were, yeah, yeah. were they, were they in the war or like? Yeah, they're actually in the hunger ward. So they're treating these patients, they're treating these kids and the, they have a camera crew following them. Oh, that's sweet. I just love those like, I don't know. I, I just really want to see this. It's just something about it. I really want to see because now that I know it's from two nurses, it's it's going to be, I don't know. I just really want to see this now. Um, do you have any favorite parts or no? Yeah, I think, well, it's not my really favorite part, but my favorite aspect is definitely the cinematography and um, they have some really great aerial shots that they did. And that kind of shows like the beauty of the nation and um, this place that although it's going through a really rough time, it kind of conveys that there is hope and the, the country is still really beautiful and it can get back to where it once was if we just help it out a little bit. So you were saying how they're trying to show that there's a little bit of hope. So would you say that's the moral of um, the short film? 
or no? Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely to show that there is hope and there is there is people doing the right thing um, that are that are going uh, out to help these places. But um, overall, I think more of a message is, is that our, our governments need to do better in in uh, who they're providing aid to and who they're and, and where their resources are going. Um, and that was something that was addressed also in uh, the Q&A with the director afterwards. Uh, that was very, very prominently mentioned. Yeah, this would be nice to show people because so far 2020 hasn't been going good with all of this rage and madness. So I think this documentary would really help people understand because not everyone understands, but I think it would at least change some people. And one is bigger than the number we had before. So I guess this would really show people like how we've went all these centuries and how we're evolving and not to stop. Because I was actually watching a video of Stephen Hawking and he was saying that as long as we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to evolve. Out of all the wars, it's nothing, it's not going to solve anything. So we need to keep moving on. So I think this documentary would really show to keep moving on and there's still hope. And I like that it's coming out now because of 2020. So it's really inspiring people to keep going and not to stop and cry about 2020 because 2020 is over and we're starting a new year now. I have two final questions. What's your age recommendation for this film and your star rating? Yeah, so while everyone needs to know what's going on in Yemen and everyone should be educated on the crisis, it is pretty graphic at times. So I'd recommend it for ages 16 and up and I would give it a five out of five stars. Well, I hope this documentary goes far and shows people that we still have a chance. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you for having me. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Purston, from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Flugel Season 1. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com and check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. 
Alexa with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about The Marksman, The Blizzard of Souls, WandaVision, and Hunger Ward. And next up, we'll be listening to Carly's interview with actor Landon Gordon from The Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Hi, I'm Carly Spagnola with Kids First. Today, I'm here with Landon Gordon. Landon is known for Top Gun Maverick and Cooping Cammy Ask the World. He plays Wyatt Campbell, who is a twin to the character Zoe on Disney Channel's Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Thank you so much, Landon, for joining us today. Thank you. So, Landon, can you tell us a little about your character, Wyatt? So, my character, Wyatt, is... He's curious, he's outgoing, he's a little funny. He is, he loves going on adventures, and I think he looks up to his brother Griffin a lot, and his best friend is definitely Zoe. Yeah, he sounded like a really fun character to play, and he definitely was a little funny. There's a little humor in that. It was funny. (laughs) So, in what ways are you similar to Wyatt, and how are you different? So, I'm similar to Wyatt as he's a little funny. He says a lot of things that I would say in real life. He would do a lot of things that I would do. Um, he, he's different in me in some ways. He doesn't live in a haunted hotel, and he doesn't have a twin sister, so I guess that's different. Well, that's good that you don't live in a haunted hotel. Yes. So twins often have a unique relationship. Can you describe your relationship with your character's twin, sister Zoe? Yes, Zoe and Wyatt are glued together in the show. They do absolutely everything together. They stand up for each other. They're each other's best friends. And actually, in real life, the Zoe, she plays Wyatt. No, she doesn't play Wyatt. She plays (laughs) Madeline McGraw in in real life. And we are best friends in real life. And we literally do everything together. So we would stay up on the phone till midnight sometimes if we couldn't hang out. So we are best friends in real life, truly. Oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun to film with your best friend. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah. So Wyatt's family have moved into a supposedly haunted hotel. How does your character react to the strange stories and happenings that occur in the hotel? When Wyatt first moved into the hotel and he didn't know about Savannah yet, he was pretty chill about it. But then when he heard about Savannah, he got a little freaked out. And so did Zoe. So throughout the show, they go on sorts of adventures to find out if Savannah's actually haunting the hotel. Yeah, if I just heard like a story about something odd happening at like the place where I'm living, I'd be out of there. I just couldn't handle that. Yep, done. Yeah. (laughs) You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're reviewing The Marksman, The Blizzard of Souls, WandaVision, Hunger Ward, and Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2. Let's get back to Carly's interview with actor Landon Gordon from Secrets of Sulphur Springs. So, do you have a favorite episode or a scene that you can share that you enjoyed filming? 
I have a favorite scene. It was a dinner scene in one of the episodes, and it was just so much fun to play because I was with the whole entire family, and it, the food was absolutely so good. We, we were just munching on it throughout the whole entire scene. And after the scene, they had a chandelier fall, so it was pretty fun to see how they really did that and how they put the special effects all over it. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. I think kids will really enjoy that scene. I know I loved it. Oh, Very thank you. <laughs> so this show has a lot of suspenseful scenes. There's also a little humor mixed in. Can you share a line and a scene that made you laugh? Actually, well, there was one scene in particular where it was me and Zoe and we were sitting in a room together and I had to like throw clothes on the floor and they told me to do it really hard, so I had to just roll it up and throw it, and it kept making us laugh because we had a bunch of scenes that day, and it was just pretty funny. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I always laugh at stuff, so I just probably couldn't have handled it. I just <laughs> really laugh for no reason. <laughs> yeah. So what was a typical day like on the set of Sulphur Springs, and was there a day that was particularly memorable? Well, what I usually do when I wake up and I go to set and we just film, we get COVID tests because, you know, Corona hit. So we get Corona tests three times a week and we have so much fun. And one day in particular was actually the last day. It was so much fun to be shooting because, you know, the whole entire cast and crew was working there and they congratulated us. And there was a lot of clapping when we were done and we were all wrapped for the last day so I think that was pretty fun yeah it seems really exciting that would have been a cool experience to have yeah it was really exciting yeah so uh what do you think viewers will enjoy most about this I think they will enjoy that it's a show for all family it's a show for teens younger siblings even grandparents and parents you can all sit together as a family and watch it and it's suspenseful so after every single episode, there's actually a cliffhanger, so it will leave you on the edge of your seat waiting for more. I know. As soon as I watched the first episode, there was, like, a big cliffhanger, and I was like, I just need to watch more. I, I, even I know what happens, and I'm like, I need to see. I know. It's, like, so good. Like, I literally love the series. Like, Thank genuinely. Thank you so much. It's so good. Um, so... Thanks so much for talking with me today, Landon, and I'm looking forward to watching the show. Thank you so much. I'm Carly Spagnolo with Kids First. So thanks so much to Landon Gordon for talking with me today about the new Disney Channel series, Secrets of Sulphur Springs. You can see the season premiere on the Disney Channel. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Flugel Season 1. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. 
we invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ethan Purston from the Sunshine State of Florida, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about The Marksman, The Blizzard of Souls, WandaVision, Hunger Ward, and we just finished hearing Carly's interview with actor Gordon Landon from The Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Next up, we'll be talking about Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2, this is Ethan Purston and Connor Wilson reporting for Kids First. Thank you very much, Mr. Scott Creamer, executive producer of Jurassic World Camp, Camp Cretaceous. So, um, how did you come up with this brilliant idea of creating Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous? Boy, I wish I could take credit for it, Ethan, but it was actually a, a fantastic uh, screenwriter named Zach Stentz who co-wrote Thor and X-Men First Class and has done a whole bunch of other stuff. So. Zach's the guy who came up with this great idea of let's put kids in the center of a Jurassic story and, uh, and go from it there. So, again, I'd love to take credit for it because I think it's an awesome idea, too. Okay. Well, just tell him, tell him I love the idea. I will absolutely let him. <laughs> um, so, hello. How's your day Hi. going? Good. It's going well, Conrad. How's your day? Great. Um, Great. And I love this show. It's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. So I really like how kids play the starring role in your camp. They played the starring roles in your Camp Cretaceous series. Why do you give kids, like, definitely a more important role here than they had in, well, the other Jurassic Park or World films, you know? Yeah. Well, that was the whole idea that was so great about this is, is that, you know, in all the movies, they're sort of the side characters who need to be rescued by Dr. Grant or Owen or, or Claire or someone like that. And the whole idea of this is, well, if you've got those adults out of the way, let's see how resilient, let's see how strong 
let's see what kind of ingenuity kids have working together. And, uh, and we think that, uh, you know, they can do anything. And uh, the kids at our show are definitely trying to uh, do the impossible and survive on this island. Okay. Well, that was, well, the idea definitely worked out. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Thanks, man. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we've been talking about the secrets of Silver Springs and reviewing the Marksman, the Blizzard of Souls, WandaVision, Hunger Ward, and right now, let's get back to Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2. My next question is, do you see more seasons coming in the future? Because personally, I would love it if they were. Oh, me too. Uh, I don't know. You know, we're, we're hopeful. We feel like there's a lot of story to be told with, the, with these characters. Um, so, uh, you know, watch season two, get all your friends to watch season two and, uh, hopefully, uh, people are liking it and, uh, then we'll get, uh, to do more down the line. Um, so, um, hello again. Hi, Conrad. Um, so can you, is there a way that I feel like that it wasn't just really easy to put all these new cool dinosaurs into the new episodes? like the Indominus Rex or something, you put these new cool dinosaurs. So like it was very entertaining how you could in each new episode, you could put new cool dinosaurs to pop in and well do something awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. You know, it it takes a, you know, we come up with stuff to put the dinosaurs that we'd like to see in the writer's room. And then you got a bunch of really, talented artists who, who then draw them and then the amazing animators who make them come to life. And then you add the lighting and the texture and all that stuff. And then you got a dinosaur that looks almost as good as they do in the movies. So yeah, like anything else, it's just people working hard together to uh, try to bring something for you to, to enjoy. Yeah. And also the dinosaurs especially the dinosaurs they looked exactly they almost looked exactly as realistic as in the actual movies well you know we started with a lot not all of them with a lot of the dinosaurs we started out with the actual models the computer models that they had in the movies now those are way more detailed and complex than we can do in tv so our artists started with that and then they kind of broke it all down and then they started over and did you can kind of tell but But like uh, it's really good well, thank you. I'll pass that along. I'm glad you like it. Okay. So, um, are you working in any other projects besides this show that you're expecting to have the same success as? Uh, I'm not working. Uh, this this show takes up all all everything for me, uh, and you know, I can. It would be wonderful to have this kind of success. I'll be honest with you. We. We were hoping people would like it. We, we, I think we were all very excited and I don't want to say surprised, but just overwhelmed by how much people really seem to enjoy season one. And we, we hope that continues on for season two. Yeah, I really like this show and this incredible team that put it together because this was, this was just amazing. It was genuinely good. Oh, I'm really glad you say you think so, Ethan. You know, we, you know, we made it for people like you and Conrad. Uh, it's it's for the kids, and a lot of people worked really hard uh, and put a lot of love into it. So to hear you say that just means the world. So thank you so much. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. You bet. It's my pleasure. Nice meeting you guys. Nice meeting you too. You bet. 
Thank you very much, Scott, executive producer of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous. It was a pleasure having you here today. I really hope that you create a season three. And guys, remember to mark your calendar for January 22nd to watch season two of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous on Netflix. And don't forget to like and subscribe to, to our Kids First YouTube channel so that you can see more reviews like this. And this is Connor Wilson and Ethan in person and reporting for Kids First. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on press for kids kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Flugel Season 1. I'm your host, Ethan Person from the Sunshine State of Florida, reporting for Kids First. Signing off. Goodbye. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.